Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the That's Based Midweek Check-in. I am your unlawfully wedded host, as always, Caleb Salvatore. We're laughing our way through the end of days, and we're brought to you by Outlaw Streamers, where you can go to www.outlawstreamers.com to learn more. Run Rumble, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Big show drops every Saturday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, midweek check-in, the one you're listening to right now. Audio only, by the way. Big Show's video. Video on Saturdays if you're on Rumble. We're banned from YouTube. It is what it is. Uh, this one drops 9 a.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday. Don't miss it. Follow my socials. Caleb isn't funny on Twitter and Instagram. Caleb Salvatore Comedy on TikTok. Caleb Salvatore on YouTube and Rumble. Lots of stuff going on. Um... It's a big midweek check-in. It was a big episode. We did almost two hours last week. Almost two hours on Saturday. That was a long show. It was like, my God. It's like every time we get out, I'm like sweating. And it's because we're in this studio that's all, it's insulated because it's soundproofed. And there's just lights beating down on me from all directions. I get this neon behind me. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so we got a lot to get into. It's my, uh, my anniversary was yesterday from when we were recording this. Yesterday. Um... Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. I was I had a gig, got canceled, so that was cool. Got to spend some uh, spend some quality time on the old anniversary instead of going out and being an ass on a microphone. So, uh, but no, I, so tonight we're going to uh, to fly, and I'll get into the stories in a minute here. But fun personal story we get out of the way tonight. We're going to to Fleming's for dinner, and uh, it's it's like a corporate steakhouse chain. It's expensive fancy place kind of stuff like that and it's i just have such a weird relationship with this restaurant for two reasons number one because it's expensive as hell it's like i give them my credit card and then just add 20 percent to the end of it and then just just don't show me i don't want to see it i'll deal with it next week or something but it's that's number one number two so the first time i ate at fleming's i was 19 years old and i, I want to paint a picture here I wasn't right. We weren't poor growing up, right? Like that, that was never like we're gonna get evicted, we're gonna starve, we gotta go on food stamps. That was never a concern of ours, right? We we're pretty middle class, but at the same time, I was kind of coming of age in the recession. So it, it's like Red Robin was a gourmet restaurant, as far as I was concerned. That was a nice place, you know. It's like Red Robin. So I go to Fleming's. It was um, it was I had an adult job right out of high school. I was selling cars. This guy I worked with. 
Uh, he was moving back home, him and his wife, to California, and they had dinner at uh, Fleming's. It was for all their friends that they had made at the, the dealership and, and people they had met, like neighbors and stuff like that. And they had this private room reserved, real nice food. So I sit down, and mind you, my experience at this time is Applebee's. I'm 19 years old. I had quit at the car dealership. I was going to school. I was going to community college. I was working at a pawn shop making, I think, nine fifty an hour at this point in time. Um, so I, I, I'm dead broke. You know, I'm dead broke. I mean, not, back then it was bad. I can't imagine making nine fifty an hour now. You just you die. That's not enough money. I don't even think before taxes, I don't think that's enough money to live off of anywhere in this country. Um, when I was making nine fifty an hour, I was working at a pawn shop. My life back then, I mean, was... Community college, pick up basketball, partying. That that was my life. You know, getting tattoos done, stuff like that. That was that was my life. So I went there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get the, the cheapest thing on this menu that's not green beans. You know, like the cheapest like actual meal on this menu. So I'm looking and I'm seeing $45, $65, $75. And never mind. Never mind. Let's go over to the appetizers. Let's see what they have here. Okay, so we've got like, I don't want steamed asparagus. I want to eat something. This is my only meal tonight. Like, this is my dinner. So I don't want, I want to eat something. Mind you, I have $9 in my bank account. $9 in your bank account. You could have got Applebee's. You could have got McDonald's back in the day. $9, nothing now. Um, and a maxed out credit card to top it off. So I, had, I truly had nothing. Uh, so I am, I'm, I'm looking through this menu and I'm like, okay. Twelve dollars. I I don't think I'm gonna hit get hit with the overdraft fee. I think that's within my uh, that's within the grace period. There, I'll get twelve dollar uh, calamari. It's like seventeen nineteen now. Um, we're gonna have it tonight. I had never heard of calamari, mind you. I didn't know what that was. And as an Italian, I know shameful, but it is what it is. I had no idea what it was. I'm like, okay, this looks like food. I googled it real quick on my phone. Looks like food. Like I could eat this. Um, I order it and the guy next to me goes, you know, that's squid, right? And I'd never heard of it. I actually liked it. I still, I'll still eat it to this day. Calamari is not the point of the story. The point of the story was they passed the, uh, the bill around and mine was an appetizer. So they assumed that was just an appetizer that someone got. I picked at their appetizers as well. And so I never got a bill. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it got, I mean, I didn't dine and dash. My friend is the one that got, got hit with it. And uh, I've paid him back in droves since. Trust me, he's been paid back. We send them a bottle of whiskey every year. And uh, I dine and dash. I was 19. It's, it's, it's weird, but the, the, I'm, I'm going to land the plane here. The reason it's weird to me, the reason I say I have a weird relationship with this restaurant is it's been eight years. I'm 20, I'll be 28 this year. I'm 27. The first time I ate at this place, at $9 in my bank account, dined and dashed. Now we're going there, and, and my soon-to-be wife, she's going to she's gonna eat lobster. And she's probably going to get some $27 macaroni on the side. And I, we're not rich by any means. I don't want to make people seem like I'm stroking my ego, like we got all this money. We're not. We're not rich. We deal with the same problems everyone else does. Um, but it's just cool. It's cool that like to, 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 to have like a starting, because like, everyone knows you mature and grow up and stuff. But it's cool that I have two direct, two basically the same scenario, because it's in the same controlled environment in this restaurant, that I can compare it to. I'm like, wow, I really grew up. It's just cool to me. I don't know. Um, so there's my person, my little personal spiel. Whatever. Skip through it if you want to. I don't care. We've got a lot to get into this week. Starting off, let's talk about it. The transgender White House flasher. 
That's right. The transgender White House flasher that has been banned from any future events at the White House. That's what, So Joe Biden had the whole... They're having their Pride Month celebration, and they brought all these these transgender individuals in. They're they're influencers, activists. I really don't grifters is what we'll call them. That's a good word for it. So Joe Biden brought these people in, and they had a TikTok video going around. They were showing encompassing their whole experience at the White House. And at one point, at one point, there was a video of all of these people flashing their tits at the camera. In front of the White House. Remember when they said that Donald Trump, Donald Trump had uh, made, made the president had brought had made a mockery of the presidency, had made a mockery of it. Well, I don't know. Donald Trump didn't bring anyone to the White House that uh, flashed their fake tits. You know what I mean? I honestly don't have a problem with the 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 male to female tranny flashing his tits because I mean it's just a dude. Men can go shirtless. Who cares? It was the female to male ones. I have a problem with no. So Biden. Um, the Biden administration banned these individuals from any future events at the White House. Now, th- I agree with that. This is one of the few things that Joe Biden has done that I actually agree with. I have no problem with this. He made the right call. That is classless. You're at a professional event. Act like an adult, not like an animal. That's not hard to do. Um, like, this is a formal... This, this, listen, I have no respect for the President of the United States. I have no respect for Joe Biden. I want to make that clear. But... When you are asked to go to the White House, you need to respect the invitation that you're receiving. That's a serious deal. No matter who the president is, that's a serious deal, okay? And they didn't do that. So now they've been banned. And uh, the Biden administration says, the Biden... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus an administration says that uh that behavior did not belong at the White House. It has no place there. It was unprofessional. They won't be welcome back. Good on them. Okay, good on them. My question, though, my follow-up question to that is if that behavior is inappropriate at the White House, why is the same White House coming out and saying it's a human rights violation to ban books from elementary school libraries that showcase similar content? It's, so it's inappropriate for the White House, but it's totally cool in schools. It's totally cool to take your kid to pride rallies where people twerk in front of them. And if you have a problem with that, you're a bigot. Where people flash their tits in front of them, where they put on BDSM stuff. And if you have a problem with that, you're a bigot. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to because they're gaslighting you. That's what it's always been about. They're gaslighting you. They're making it clear, rules for thee, not for me. You can't do that at a, at a White House event. Even the Biden administration has a line. But, I mean, you don't get to say shit if you're uncomfortable with what's going on in your kid's school. It's not allowed. That's it. That's a, Someone's doing a strip tease in front of your kids. You're a bigot if you have a problem with that. It's nonsense. It's insanity. Blair White. 
is a YouTuber, a male to female transgender conservative YouTuber. Uh, he posted a video, and I, I uh, Blair White's cool. Um, I, I've listened to some of his stuff, and yeah, cool stuff. But um, posted a video showcasing what was going on at Pride, right? Showing, you know, the people, we showed it on the big show last week, the people twerking and, you know, grown men in thongs walking around, dog suits walking around in front of kids. It's just very over-the-top sexualized stuff that people were exposing their kids to. And YouTube banned it. YouTube banned it. So it's not okay for YouTube. It's not okay at the White House. But it's okay in front of your kids. And that wouldn't mean anything. Uh, you know, th- that would be a correlation, not a causation, if the tech companies and the Biden administration weren't shilling for this kind of content to be consistently exposed to kids. So, I mean, if this was just like it happened at some small business, like, well, it's okay at a, it's not okay at a small, you know, at, at Hank's Hardware, but it's okay. No, Hank's Hardware is not pulling the strings of what's going on in this country. You have the Biden administration who's on the record saying that it's complete that it's a human rights violation to ban sexualized content in schools. You have the big tech companies that consistently shut down people who express the fact or who express their issues and their concerns with the sexualization of children consistently. Call you a bigot, say it's hateful, it's homophobic, it's transphobic. Those two groups came together and said, "Hey, this kind of stuff not acceptable here." You you do that where you take that over-sexualized nonsense where it belongs in the public school system. You keep it there. You don't bring that to the White House. You're, we, we elected Joe Biden to restore class to the White House, okay? You don't flash your tits, your, your, your fake tits that you got in a top surgery at the White House. What's the matter with you? That's, that's what they're getting at. When I say we're run, when I say this country is ruled by demons... I don't necessarily mean demons from hell. They could very well be. But these people are demons, man. Uh, next up, the least surprising news. The le- This is the least surprising news story we're going to cover on this show this week for the midweek check-in. <laughs> the uh, whistleblower involving the Joe Biden bribery claims has allegedly allegedly been found dead I mean it's just just it's just crazy how that happens every time someone has dirt on a powerful person they just get found dead they just get found dead now it gets better her husband this this is a woman her husband, a biological woman, her husband had dirt on a similar. These are like lawyers and stuff like that. Her husband had dirt on a similar case back in 2011 when Joe Biden was vice president. Guess what happened to her husband? He died in a car accident. So you got a husband and wife, both with dirt on the Biden crime family, turn up dead when they come forward. Isn't that crazy? It's not the mob, though. And if you think there's a problem with it, I mean, you, you look at the Clintons and you see that like 55 people that have, been, that have ties to them have all, either been, have all either committed suicide or died in robberies. Makes you wonder a little bit. Makes you wonder a little bit. I mean, you see like, so, oh, that's my phone. I'm a popular guy. I should have uh, muted my phone. That was on me, actually. I was being an idiot. Um, 
You know, what's sad is uh, we're, what, 10 minutes, 12 minutes into this, and it went off once. 14 minutes into this, and it's gone off once, and it's been on that entire time. That shows what kind of social life I have. Uh, but no, so, so their son, this couple's son, um, was also, he was in Ukraine and was kidnapped and beaten. So you got three people, all with ties to dirt on the Biden crime family, and they either get killed or kidnapped in a foreign shithole corrupt country. Huh. Huh. What a weird coincidence. What a weird... And and the problem with this is the mainstream media... Not just the mainstream media is complicit in covering it up. We know they're going to hold water for the Bidens. We know it. The problem with this is the intelligence agencies are going to help cover this up. It's already happening. They're not going to look into it. The intelligence, or they'll do some half-assed investigation and say, well, we couldn't find any conclusive leads. They're not even going to look into it. Come on, man. You can only have like you can only have so many people that are either whistleblowers or have close ties to you or some type of dirt on you turn up dead before, even if there's no solid evidence right in front of us, there's no smoking gun. It's not a coincidence anymore. Yeah, it can only go on for so long before it's no longer a coincidence. I mean, give me a break. So the problem is the intelligence agencies are going to cover up for this. They're supposed to be impartial. You're law enforcement, for God's sakes. And they're going to hold water for the Biden crime family, too. So you've got the FBI and, and God knows whatever other or, uh, government organizations are supposed to look into this. They're not even going to bother. They're going to cover up. Do you see when we, we just call them the regime because it's all of these groups that intertangle together. They're all the same thing. They're all on the same team. It's us versus them. That's it. So the, the, the intelligence agencies, excuse me, the intelligence agencies are going to cover for them. They, they won't look into it. But they'll go out and terrorize whoever Joe Biden's political opponents are, whoever the political opponents of the left are of the left is. They're going to they have no problem going after them, doing extensive research into them. They won't look into human trafficking. They won't look into actual crimes. They won't protect the border. We all know. But they will look into Biden's opponents. If the FBI put half of the effort, half of the effort that they spent on Donald Trump and investigating him and his family into stopping human trafficking, imagine what they could accomplish. But they won't do it because the Department of Justice, the alphabet agencies, the whole regime, or excuse me, the Department of Justice and the alphabet agencies are not law enforcement agencies. There is a, We support cops on this show. There is a difference between your local sheriff's department, your local po- municipal police department, uh, the, the highway patrol in your state. There is a difference between them and the FBI. And honestly, I think a lot of, when we complain about the FBI, I don't think the average FBI agent's a bad guy. I think that guy wants to get in and stop crimes. I've met some of them. They actually want to go in there and they want to fight crimes. It's the problem is the system they are a part of is so inherently corrupt and rotten to its core, it kneecaps them at every turn. They can't actually fight crimes. They're looking into nonsense, over-politicized partisan nonsense, rather than doing their jobs, and it's not their fault. That's the problem with the FBI is the top is rotten. The top of it, the the top of the food chain is corrupt. The Department of Justice and the FBI are not law enforcement agencies. They are the muscle of the mob. 
They're Luca Brazzi. They're not the guy that loans you the money. They're the guy that goes and busts your kneecaps up when you're late. That's the FBI. That's the ATF. That's the CIA. Well, CIA kind of does its own thing. But that's the Department of Justice. It's no longer an impartial law enforcement agency. It is a, a system, an agency that is corrupted to its core and works for the Democratic Party, works for the regime, works for the, the pharmaceutical companies. They go out and harass whoever their rivals are. They terrorize them. That's And the media is the propaganda arm. The Department of Justice and the alphabet agencies, they're the muscle. They're the ones that go in and they do the dirty work. They make it they they don't they may not they may not kill you outright, but they're going to harass you and make it so inconvenient to have the wrong opinion that you just shut up. That's what they're there for. They're the muscle of the mob. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And honestly, at this point, they are completely irredeemable. They are rotten to their core. The CIA is, that's a whole other ballgame. I mean, the CIA is rotten to its core and does whatever the hell it wants. This, that is a rogue agency as far as I'm concerned, and it needs to be gutted. It won't happen because anyone who would dare try gets killed. But that is a rogue agency that controls this country and does whatever it wants. All of them need to be gutted. I think the ATF and the NSA should go away for good. They shouldn't come back. Those should be completely defunded and never come back. Nothing like it. I think the FBI needs to be ripped apart. I think the DEA needs to be ripped apart. And they need to start over. I think there's still... There's obviously still a need for those for those organizations, but they need to be completely gutted. Everyone gone. Don't care who it is. We're not keeping one or two people because they were nice to Trump. All of them gone. That's what we, the next Republican, whether it's Trump, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's someone else, needs to come in and say, okay, gutted. All of you gone. And they may catch a bullet for it. They may catch a bullet for it or get poisoned or car accident, what Princess Diana style, whatever. That may end up happening, but someone has got to be the martyr that steps in and gets the ball rolling on these intelligence agencies, or they are going to drive us off a cliff. Uh, next up, we have got a similar case to the Daniel Penny, Jordan Neely story. Remember where the uh, um, ex-Marine choked the schizophrenic homeless guy to death on a, on a subway. So... This is a guy named Jordan Williams, and this is a black guy, okay? So we can't, I mean, they'll still do the white supremacist thing because they've made a mockery of that label. They bastardized it. It means nothing now. Um, completely watered it down. 
So this is a black guy. Jordan. I honestly don't even know the race of the homeless guy he attacked. I'm because the media hasn't run with it. I'm assuming it's probably a white guy. I'm just gonna. I have no idea what it was. Uh, but it was a black guy sitting on the the subway with his girlfriend. Crazy homeless guys harassing her the whole time, screaming in her face. He says, "Hey, can can you re- can you relax? Can you leave her alone? Like, hey, man. So I mean, because you have a right. I'm sorry." You have a right to protect your, your, yourself and your loved ones when they're being harassed. So this guy gets up and says, hey, can you can you lay off of her? Can you fuck off, dude? Homeless guy gets violent with him, initiates contact. Jordan Williams pulls a knife out, stabs a guy in the chest, and kills him. I say good on him. I, I've said it before. We have babied the homeless for far too long. Look, we have, we have said that it is completely acceptable for you to act violent, for you to get crazy, for you to get in people's faces and assault them. It is time to start fighting back. I I don't think it's a crazy concept. This guy's in this girl's face screaming at her on the subway. I don't think it's... And I know crazy leftists would disagree and the, the, the communist nutcases that run New York City would disagree that you don't have a right to stick up for your loved ones, but I'm sorry. If a guy is in your girlfriend's face or your wife or even just like a, your sister, your female friend, whoever, and you as a man don't, Get up and do something? I have no respect for you. That's a flaw, a personality flaw for you as a man. He did what every one of us would have done and what everyone should do. I have no issue with what this guy did. He did the right thing. My only issue is that he can't carry a gun and just pull it out and blast the cocksucker. Regardless, I I try not to use slurs on this show. It's pretty retarded when we use slurs. You know, I don't like doing that. Um... But yeah, that's my only concern, but that's not his fault. That's New York City's fault because they're a communist hellhole that doesn't believe in self-defense, as we can see. So they've arrested Jordan Williams. Um, He'll probably face, he'll probably go down. He'll probably go down because they have babied the homeless there. They view people that act violently as victims. You are in this woman's face screaming. She just has to sit there and take it, has to sit there and take it because you're the victim. Society has made you the victim. That's what they've decided. I, I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, maybe I'm old school. I don't think that a person should have to sit there on a subway while an unhinged lunatic screams in their face. I don't think it's unreasonable, especially a woman, I don't think it's unreasonable that her boyfriend would try to insert himself into the situation and stop it. I don't think that's unreasonable that he thinks, hey, you know, My girlfriend has a right to not get screamed at on the subway by a crazy person. She has a right to not feel terrified. That's a reasonable expectation. It still is in red states. And again, this is just like we said with Daniel Penny. You have got a guy, he's a New Yorker. He takes the subway every day. He deals with crap with homeless guys jerking off and and taking a dump on the subway and, and acting like lunatics every single day. Whatever he saw, and we don't know yet, but whatever he saw made him go, oh my God, I've got to intervene. I think he did the right thing. If you're going to get violent with someone, you should expect a violent response, but society has decided, well, leftist society has decided, that these people are the victims, even though they're the ones initiating everything. He initiated the harassment, never needed to do that. Guy asked him to calm down. He initiated the physical contact, never needed to do that. And then he got what was coming to him. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. He fucked around and he found out. Why is that Why is that a crime? To defend yourself from an unhinged lunatic that was in the face, 
not shouting things from across the way, not making a dumb comment at the bar, right? You know, like you're leaving and the guy, you know, damn girl, what's up with you? Not that. No, in her face, screaming and harassing her. Why is it so unreasonable that this guy steps in and says, hey, can you please stop? How long until that's a crime? How long is it? How long until it's a crime for someone to step in and say, hey, man, can you please leave her alone? You leave that homeless man alone. He is a victim. It is his right to pull his pants off and masturbate in front of that woman. You leave him alone. Leave him alone, bully. Fascist. How long until that's the standard in New York City? I give it five years. Again, this is what happens. This is what leftist policy gets you. You've babied the homeless. You've babied. And look, I'm sorry you're mentally ill. I'm sorry you're a drug addict. I'm sorry you're on hard times. Doesn't give you the excuse. It doesn't. At the end of the day, you answer to the same creator we do. You answer to the same laws we do. I don't care what BS standards that, that perpetually online leftists have set. If you get violent with someone else, you should expect a violent response. That is all there is to it. That is the expectation that that person is going to fight back and defend themselves. And if they take it to a higher level than you, well, so be it because you shouldn't have started it. You had no reason. Again, I get it. You're not going to find someone more sympathetic to substance abuse than me. I am sorry that you are an alcoholic, a drug addict, a, a, a mentally ill, schizophrenic, homeless, whatever. I'm sorry that happened to you, but you know what? There are millions of people in this country who fit that exact description I just gave you, and they don't get in girls' faces on the subway and scream at them. And then when someone asks them to stop, they certainly don't swing at them. So I am sorry that that happened to you. I am sorry those are your circumstances, but you absolutely deserve to die in this situation. And that may be harsh. I don't give a shit. I am tired of this. This is sickening. It makes me sick to my stomach every time I see it. That we're expected to just roll over and take it. Just bend over, pucker up, and say, at least use some lube on me, daddy, while the homeless harass and assault people. I am sick of that, stand of that being the standard. It is time for people to fight back. I'm not saying go out and attack home. I would never say that. But if someone is in your face harassing you, if someone is pulling a weapon on you, if someone is starting to get violent with you, you or your loved ones, you have the right to protect yourself. That is not an unreasonable expectation. Not, a, not in the land of common sense where I come from, at least. And again, this is what leftist policies have created. When you defund the police, when you make it... Diff Listen, I've said it a million times. I agree. We need more training on de-escalation for police officers. And I... One of those things, one of the ways that we can talk about de-escalation for police officers, a lot of you aren't going to be comfortable with. And that would be um, <laughs> less women in the field. It, it sounds sexist. We can get into it deeper at, at another time. You look up the numbers, women are much more likely to, uh, female police officers are much more likely to discharge their firearm in the line of duty than males are and that's because the simple fact they're not as big they typically aren't as good of fighters and they're not as strong so they're not going to be able to restrain people and at the end of the day sometimes criminals just don't don't have the respect for them and it is what it is and i'm not saying that's a good thing i'm not saying that that's acceptable and that should be the standard but we're talking about crazy criminals here female officers more likely to discharge their firearm because they're more when you're smaller it's less you're less imposing you're not going to be able to get the, the crazy schizophrenic drug addict to calm down, and you're not going to be able to grab him and restrain him. It's just not the case. Um, and that's an uncomfortable conversation for another time. But 
With all of that said, yes, I agree the police need more training. With all of that said, we've been over this a hundred times. When you remove, when you defund the police and you take away that training and you take them out of these settings, people aren't just going, they're only going to put up with so much. They're not just going to get trampled on by criminals. They're going to start fighting back. So you're going to see vigilantism more and more and more. Notice the Daniel Penny thing. Now we're seeing the Jordan Williams thing. It's going to keep happening because people know the police can't and won't help them. So they're just going to start doing it for themselves. So now, like I said, instead of the police officer that we can all agree could probably use a little bit better training, maybe a little bit more. Instead of the police officer, though, who this is his job, this is what he does when he, you know, you go to work at, at your your sales job and you do sales training or your whatever job your compliance training or whatever for at the bank you work at or wherever you are. This guy goes and does police training, how to de-escalate situations, how to handle violent individuals. Doesn't always do it the best, but it's a hell of a lot better than the guy that sells in, uh, insurance at Allstate doing it. So now you've removed the guy who, for a living eats, breathes, and sleeps crime fighting in an efficient manner. He can't come in and save the day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, he can't come in and de-escalate the situation. Now you get the Amazon warehouse employee to do it. Now you get the Grubhub driver to do it. Now you've left it on the Starbucks barista, who's not going to, that's a bad example, not going to do anything. Now you've left it on the, the stockbroker. These people don't have any type of training in de-escalation. They don't have any type of training in how to restrain someone without killing them. They don't have any training on, on how to calm someone down without immediately resorting to violence, and they shouldn't have to. We should have the police there for that. That's why we have them. But the Amazon worker, they're not going to be training him on, okay, if you have a crazy homeless guy coming at you, here's how you take him down without having to use lethal force. They're not going to train him. That's not something they do with their job. That's something police officers do with their job every single day. So, of course, they're going to be trained in that. But these people aren't. These are everyday people. So they're just doing what they can. They're like, oh my God, I'm in a compromising situation. This is an unstable individual. He's obviously capable of violence. I think he's going to attack me. I got to kill him. It's me or him. And that's what they do. And that's how you end up with people dead. That's how you end up with more vigilante justice issues. And I'm telling you right now, Daniel Penny and Jordan Williams, if they get a fair trial, are going to walk. And do you know what's going to happen? Well, maybe not so much Williams, but do you know what's going to happen when Daniel Penny walks? Riots. The same grifting poverty pimps are going to come in and stir up a bunch of nonsense. And then guess what's going to happen? Same thing. Now you've got riots in a city with a defunded police department. This is going to be a whole different ballgame from George Floyd. So now you've got riots in a city with a defunded police department, and people have already got this mentality of, okay, I'm getting attacked. No one's coming to the rescue. I'm just going to start shooting. And that's how you start a, a civil war. Because now people, know, I mean, at least during like 2020, there was some hope the police would come help you. Now it's like it, the precedent has been set. If it, if it wasn't already, the precedent has been set that no one is coming to the rescue. You have to defend yourself, your family, and your property on your own. The police will not do it. They have been kneecapped. It's not their fault. They can't do it. And people are going to start. People are, It's going to be a bad, bad day, man. It's going to be bad.
what else do we got here? This is the last one. Um, oh, yes. Ooh, this is a spicy one. A federal judge in Massachusetts has said a shirt that reads there are only two genders is not protected speech and invades the rights of others. Now, for context, because I see a lot of conservatives running with this, and you do need to provide context. This was at a public school. The precedent, we can agree with it or disagree with it. The precedent was set a long time ago about political speech at public schools. At my high school was actually, um, I believe it went to the Supreme Court. I don't remember. My high school had a case like this. If it didn't go to the Supreme Court, it went right below it. Um, we had a kid who had been shot in a, um, in a gang violence incident. Um, a lot of students started selling t-shirts, you know, it said rest in peace, so-and-so with his name on it, you know, to raise money for the family and for the funeral or whatever. It is what it is. And the rival gang, the gang that shot this guy said, if we're coming to school, we're going to have eyes there. If students are wearing those shirts, we're going to show up and kill everyone that's wearing it. And the school said, okay, this is a school safety thing. You're not wearing these shirts. And it got escalated and appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed. And like I said, it either went to the Supreme Court or right below it. And they wound up saying that, you know, student safety takes priority over the freedom of speech in, in public schools. Um, so this is a precedent that's been set a long time ago. But we're going to take a look at it. I think that's important because a lot of. A lot of people on the right, look, we're all guilty of sensationalism. We're in media. We do it all the time. It is what it is. But I try to be as objective as possible on stuff like this. A lot of people on the right are not telling the full story on this, and they need, and they need to. Now, if this were a judge that said, hey, wearing that shirt to the mall is not protected speech, then we have a problem. You know, if you have a judge, you know, if a guy got arrested for wearing a shirt like that walking down the sidewalk, then we got a problem. And the judge upheld it, then we got a problem. But that's not what this was. So here we'll, we'll look at the uh, at the court case. Um, it says because there are some flaws to what this guy said. Um, they said, uh, "Let me see here." Uh, okay, here here's the ruling. Let me pull it up. My. However, they assert that their restriction of the shirt was justified where the administration received complaints from students and staff and the students in the shirt invaded the rights of trans and gender nonconforming students. I can't believe this is in a federal court ruling who are a protected class under Massachusetts law. Plaintiff has not established a likelihood of success of the merits where he is unable to counter the defendant's showing um, that enforcement of the dress code was undertaken to protect the invasion of rights of other students to a safe and secure educational environment. School administrators were well within their discretion to conclude that the statement there are only two genders may communicate that only two gender identities, male and female, are valid, and any others are invalid or non-existent. So the truth. The truth. Here's the problem with this. Okay? Here's the problem with this. That is a fact. I don't care what... I don't care how you feel about it. There are only two genders. Okay, this is where I start to see problems with this case. And I'm not a lawyer. Lawyers, let me know in the comments on Rumble. Am I wrong? Am I right? Let me know. Um, so here's my problems with this. That's a fact. There are people that think it's up for debate, but it's a fact. Do you know what else is a fact? That the earth is round. There are people that think that's up for debate. 
And they can try and debate it. And just like with the transgender thing, just like people that say there's more than one gender, they can try and plead their case and argue their hearts out. But but at the end of the day, it will not change the fact that there are two genders, male and female, and the earth is round. So now if I wear a T-shirt, not me, because I'm not going to hang out in many uh, Massachusetts high schools, but if a student wears a T-shirt with a round earth on it, is that offensive to flat earthers? Can he be asked to take that off? It's a legitimate question. And to conclude that students who identify differently, whether they do so openly or not, have a right to attend school without being confronted by messages attacking their identities. So here's another thing. I went to public school. Saw all the time, man. People wearing like upside down crosses. I mean, that was the whole goth thing, right? What if someone wears a shirt that says there are more than two genders? That outright attacks the uh, that outright attacks everyone on the opposite side of that issue, specifically Christians. So if someone wears a shirt that says there are more than two genders, is that not protected as well? I want to see the same consistency here. This case, this is going to these fucking idiots don't realize they set these precedents to be used against them. Because it is, if someone wears a shirt that says there's more than two there's more than two genders. If this is the precedent we're going to use, a Christian student could very well turn around and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable in this learning environment. This assaults my identity. And I kind of get it from the school's perspective. I do. I do get it from the school's perspective. You don't want, you, you shouldn't want any type of political statements in your school. You, you shouldn't. And as, as retarded as, as it is right now, as retarded as it is that this is a debate, it is. This is a hotly debated issue. Five years ago, it wasn't. Five years ago, people would have been like, why are you, why don't you just wear a shirt that says five plus five equals 10? Like, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, there are two genders. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's where we're at because we've been gaslit by the media and the regime so much. But side issue, nothing to do with the school. It's not, well, it is kind of the public education's fault. But right now, that is a political issue. Your job, job number one or number two after educate is to keep the peace in school, protect the students, prevent fights, prevent outbursts, stuff like pr- protests, stuff like that. Right now, I think teachers uh, teachers are a little misguided. You know, num- number two is education, number three is protect your students, and number one is sleep with them. That's their number one priority in a lot of high schools in America right now. But it, what it should be is one, educate them and prepare them for life. Two, protect the students. But you know, I digress. Um. Let's see, whether they do so openly or not, have a right to attend school without being confronted by messages attacking their identities. As Tinker explained, that's the big Tinker versus Des Moines case. Schools can prohibit speech that is in collision with the rights of others to be secure and be left alone. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. When I first saw that, I was like, like you, I was like, what? That's a legitimate just trampling of the First Amendment. This is bad. But then I realized it was in a school. And we do have to get better about that on the right. We, we, do, we, we, need to fight, we need to find the happy medium between fighting fire with fire, using the same dirty tactics the left does, which we do need to use some because they're winning the culture war. We need to do that, find the happy medium between that and sensationalizing everything. We do. We're guilty of it, too. I'm probably guilty of it myself. I had someone call me out on a YouTube comment the other day. They're like, this title's misleading. And I looked at it, and I, I did it subconsciously. I looked at it. I was like, you know what? You're right. 
I commented back. I don't usually read comments, but I saw this one out of the corner of my eye, and I said, you know what? You're right. This is misleading. I'm sorry. I'm going to change it. And I did. We need to be better about that. We can be better than them. We can. We don't have to, 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 to hide things from our audiences. That's my big problem right now. With, with, it's a huge problem on the left, but we do it too. And we need to be self-aware. Just like I was self-aware re-listening to the episode of The Big Show that dropped Saturday. Um, I was re-listening to it, and I was listening to what I was talking about, the alien psyop, which I still stand by. And I just kind of thought to myself, man, what's crazier? Believing conspiracies about UFOs and aliens or believing the conspiracy that the federal government is going to use a fake alien invasion to take more of our rights? That's pretty wild conspiracy stuff either way. Self-awareness. You, you got to have it in this business. And uh, you can't go over your time, which I definitely did. This was supposed to be like 20 minutes, and now we're encroaching on 45. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, big show, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time every Saturday. Uh, midweek check-in, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time every Wednesday. Sometimes we sprinkle in some interviews. If there's something else going on and I have some additional thoughts, we'll drop on like a Monday. Um, but this is pretty much the... The way the cookie crumbles with this show, we do it twice a week, every Saturday and Wednesday. Remember, Wednesdays, audio only. Saturday, you get video. Uh, it's on all the platforms that we're not banned on. Rumble, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Share this show around. That is how it grows. It's great when a clip goes viral. Um, I had one on TikTok get like a million views the other day. Uh, that's great when that happens. It's great when we get a bunch of people that see we're live on Rumble and they're like, oh my God, tune in and they watch it. I love when that happens. Don't get me wrong. The best way for this show to, to get organic growth and sustain it is if you share with your friends. If you're having a conversation with your friends, with the guy at the sauna, someone at the bar, whatever, and you find you kind of line up ideologically with them, and you go, hey, there's this great show by this hilarious comedian named Caleb Salvatore. It's called That's Based with Caleb Salvatore, and you tell them about it. And yes, don't just tell them about it, because if you tell them about it, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Send it to them. Text it to them. Say, hey, here, here's put it in their phone. Here, let me show you what it's called real quick. If you don't have their number, right? Do that. That is the best way for this show to sustain organic, steady growth is for you to tell people physically on the streets. Online's great, but it can only take you so far. You tell the people because, listen, I can promote this online until I'm blue in the face, okay? You tell the people that are important to you and you're important to them about this great show you've been listening to, they're going to listen to it because they value your opinion. They'll check it out. You say, this guy puts things in a great perspective. He's a little offensive, a little raunchy, little, but it's, it's, it's a humorous perspective, right? You know, it's serious stuff, serious stuff, serious stuff, serious stuff. Boom, wildly inappropriate joke comes in from the left. That's, that's what we do. Right jab, right or left jab, left jab, left jab, left jab, right hook. You know, what? that's, that's kind of how we do it. And left and right not being political, but boxing terminology. Crawford Spence, July 29th. I'm looking forward to it. I got money on that one. Um, what else do I got? Uh, follow my socials. Caleb isn't funny on Twitter and Instagram. Caleb Salvatore Comedy on TikTok. Caleb Salvatore on YouTube and Rumble. Get my subs up there as well. Uh, share it around. Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you go. Share it around. Tell your family and friends about me. Tell the uh, hookup you, you had at the bar last night about me. Tell everybody. Spread the word. Spread the word and cheat on your taxes, not your spouse. Peace out and also uh, stay based. 